Welcome to the DadCast Podcast. I'm your host, Lavelle Lamonnier, and as a husband, father, Christian, professor, and proud U.S. Army veteran, I've gained a lot of experiences in several areas. So this podcast is a dad's perspective on everything from A to Z. All right, everyone, here we are with our financial tip for the day. Please remember that I am not a stockbroker or any kind of financial consultant. I am just a dad who follows the market and I have a background in accounting and finance. So I do have some experience in this field. Today's tip or today's advice I'm taking from uh, the Business Chronicle online. And I just want to tell you about uh, a game that you can play. That's right, a game. It's called the Wall Street Survivor. It is a free stock investing game that you can enjoy on your own, or you can sign up and be a part of a group if you'd like. The game gives you a fantasy bank account that you can use to invest in real stocks. The stocks move based on the real stock market activity. It helps you understand the stock market and gives you the ability to play the game better. Wall Street Survivor offers tips, interactive chat areas, and forums where you can ask experts questions and the daily stock news. All of these services are 100% free, and it really gives you a good a good feeling for how the stock market works on a daily basis. So I'd suggest you check it out. It's the Wall Street Survivor. All right, here we go with the dad joke of the day. Are you ready? Are you holding on? Are you sitting down? All right, can I get a drum roll, please? Today is my baby girl's 18th birthday. I'll be so glad that this is my last child support payment. Month after month, year after year, all those payments. So I call my baby girl, Lakeisha, to come to my house. And when she gets here, I say, baby girl, I want you to take this check over to your mama's house and tell her this will be the last check she's ever getting from me. And I want you to come back and tell me the expression on your mama's face. So my baby girl takes the check over to her mama. And I'm anxious to hear what she has to say about the expression on her face. Baby girl came back and walked through the door. And I said, now what your mama had to say about that? She said, to tell you that you ain't my daddy and watch the expression on your face. (laughs) All right, folks, it's a dad joke. Funny to some, not so much to others. All right, let me give a great big thank you to my wife, Dr. Gabrielle Lamonnier for all of her support and for being the co-content manager and co-creator of this podcast. And to our amazing sponsors, let me say thank you so much for sponsoring season two of the DadCast podcast. We have just the beginning event planners for all of your event planning needs. Leave the planning to them and enjoy a worry-free experience. For more information, you can contact them at 409-466-9826. Miss Muzz Link Specialties, the best links in Buddha and this side of heaven. All beef casing filled with seasoned ground brisket, homemade and delicious. You can reach them at 832-589-0709. Lamonnier Photography and Videography, where we see the world through a different lens. You can reach them on the web at www.lamonnierphotography.com. WriteItOut.tech for all of your academic writing needs. You can reach them on the web as well at WriteItOut.tech.
What's up, everybody? This is Lavelle Lamonier. I'm coming at you with our follow-up episode. This is the first time we've had a follow-up episode. We are going to follow up from a previous episode called Ratchet TV Reality or Scripted. And I've got in the studio with me my wife today, Dr. Gabrielle Lamonier, who is going to help me understand, maybe, help me understand... <laughs> A little bit about this reality TV um, binge slash junkie um, thing that we have going on out here. And I guess that's not the best way to say it, but that's the best way I can think of it. I feel offended. Why? Binge slash junkie? Really? Yeah, I mean, reality TV has taken up a large portion of the lives of the American public. For whatever reason, it has become very popular. If we go all the way back to reality shows that we think about, maybe American Idol or some of the singing competitions, uh, if we go all the way back to the Housewives shows, things like this that have come out that have been considered reality TV in my mind, it is. it has become almost an epidemic. It, yeah, so reality TV goes actually back to 1950. Like, it didn't start with those that you're actually referencing right now. But I'm glad you brought up American Idol because I noticed, I know that you focused on the ratchet TV, those um, ones that could probably use some mm, support in assisting them to become more... Um, socially appropriate I guess we would say uh, but if you think about the first reality show that you and I watched together it would have been American Idol because we're music people and I was listening to the previous episode where you talked about your favorite reality show and you talked about love and hip-hop but I know again that that was more focused on those shows that we consider to be ratchet yeah yeah um I do love music and American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, The Four. Those things I consider to be real reality <laughs> TV. Oh my God. Because they are <laughs> unscripted. Now, before I say that, I guess there could be a little bit of scripting to it because they do set up the storylines. And uh, I've heard, I don't know this to be a fact, but I heard that they, the producers on these um, um, singing competitions do screen for some excessive storylines. Exactly. How many times have we discussed that ever since Fantasia got, was on American Idol and shared that her story, that every time we've watched any season since then, they've made sure to find someone with a story or to give them one like do we really know since you think it's scripted but it's music oh whatever and at the end of the day they sing or they can't sing this ratchet TV is just ratchet <laughs> we all got some ratchet in us and we might but this is perpetuating a stereotype especially in the minority community. True. So why is it that it's so captivating to someone like you? Let me, 
for our audience, we have uh, when we did the first when I did the first part of this, we had ten uh, countries that we were streaming in. We're now up to fourteen countries. So for our for our international audience, shout out to the international waters. We love you. We love the U.S. as well. But thank you all. Um. Ratchet TV. I'm talking to my wife who has a doctorate, two master's degrees, an undergraduate degree. Um, I've got a graduate degree, uh, an undergraduate degree. We we are not uneducated people, but she is fixated with Ratchet TV. Why is that? Fixated on reality TV. I watched The Bachelor. I watch American Idol. Even I've The Bachelor has become Top a little Shelf. ratchet. I've watched um, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules, Next Top Model, Family Feud, you name it, I've seen it. Um, and so for me, uh, it is an outlet. So some people use yoga, some people use meditation. I use, uh, in, in this instance, what you would consider. So we're going to move aside again from reality and just focus on uh, what you are calling, and we both call uh, Ratchet TV. Uh, I use it as an outlet. Like it does not recall, it does not require any brain power for me to sit back and just listen to the foolishness that goes on on those shows. So it is entertainment. I, I, so I don't. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know that I've ever looked at it like entertainment. While there are probably many instances in which I, um, for me, entertainment would be something that makes me laugh. Uh, you know, I'm a comedy type of person, so I enjoy comedies, a good comedy, a good chick flick. Um, for reality TV, again, it's just, it's rea- it's relaxation. Like, it's an outlet. It has nothing to do, in my perspective, with uh, entertainment as much as it does with just allowing me to have some background noise, if you will. Many times, I'm not even watching TV. I'm listening and doing something else, uh, multitasking, uh, and it's debatable as to whether or not I can walk and chew bubble gum. I think I can. He doesn't think I can, but hey, who knows? Uh, But many times, I'm not necessarily fixated on the TV, but I can definitely tell you the gist of what's going on. Uh, But again, for me, it's, it's an outlet. It has nothing to do with uh, me being entertained as much as it does just uh, having some background noise, if you will. So let's let's get into something a little more specific in that vein. The Bachelorette recently, Claire, I don't recall her last name, but she was the Bachelorette, uh, and she went two or three weeks in and decided she was in love with Dale. Now. We're in a, I don't want to say post-Black Lives Matter climate. We are still in the midst of a Black Lives Matter climate, as well as the Me Too movement, which are both very important, and I don't want to downplay them in any way, uh, but I do want to use them as a backdrop for what I think the producers are doing on these shows to capitalize on the minority market. In particular, the Bachelorette, as I said, had an, an, a Caucasian Bachelorette by the name of Claire, who two or three weeks into the show fell in love 
blindly in some cases with <laughs> with Dale who is a an African American man but of mixed descent as well uh, and they stopped the show basically they stopped the show because she didn't want to see any of the other um, bachelors that were available they went off they got engaged and a new bachelorette who happened to be an African-American woman, only the second on the bachelorette, came in uh, and took over the show. So is that scripted? Yeah, so I still don't necessarily um, agree with um, your perspective as to whether or not that indicates or is indicative of um, scripting. I do however believe that that um, the fact that we had a black uh, or mixed race uh, bachelorette uh, followed by a mixed race bachelor who we currently have is not by chance Uh, I believe that this you and I discussed uh, in depth the other day this council culture and I believe that is in it is real and I believe that it can have deep effects on uh, the pockets of those who have deep pockets. And I, I, I believe that they, they recognize that. They see uh, what is happening and they are um, taking this opportunity to um, respond, if you will, or to be proactive in some, in some instances. Uh, so it's reactive and proactive, huh? Uh, you probably never thought anybody would be able to say that. It's, so it's reactive in the fact that they know that they've gone season after season after season after season with um, Caucasian bachelors and bachelorettes. Uh, but they're proactive in that they have seen uh, show after show and person after person uh, fall uh, subjective to this whole council culture. And before they find themselves... Um, in the line of fire, I feel like they they felt they needed to respond or to uh, be proactive, if you will. And so she alluded to Matt James, who is the current bachelor, uh, who has a Caucasian mother and an African-American father, or um, I don't know if we want to call him a father because Matt said that his father was never in his life. Then change the fact of what he is. Well, maybe he's not a dad. He's a father. Hey. At any rate, Matt is the current Bachelor. And uh, one of the characters, I'm going to call her on the show. Oh, my goodness. The people are characters? (laughs) In this case, I'm going to say she's a character (laughs) by the name of Victoria. Oh, she is a character. Who um, self-proclaimed herself to be... And I guess I shouldn't say self-proclaim herself, but at any rate, she self-proclaimed. She's a self-proclaimed queen, Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. She was a drama queen on the show. Eventually, Matt booted her off the show uh, and moved on to the other relations. Her. I would say he politely escorted her. He booted her off the show. <laughs> uh, enough of her drama in the house. All held the queen. But she was, was she even a serious contender? Yeah, so no. I Let, let me say this. To, I, I hate to even go down a road that uh, makes it look like I support this whole 
um, conspiracy of this conspiracy theory of scriptedness. But what I do believe is that um, these producers and people who are responsible for these shows understand uh, that is something that causes people to gravitate, if you will, to these shows. And I have yet to see um, any one of these shows that don't have their um, amount, the amount of drama that is going to keep a person um, engaged. And so uh, if we talk about American Idol, uh, they start in with these people that they know cannot sing but yet they allow them to come on the show. Sometimes they're yodeling. Sometimes they're um, like sounding like somebody killed a cat. Uh, you name it, uh, it is there. But it is those types of things that uh, draw people into the show, if you will. And when we look at The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, we have always, The Bachelorette, we've always known that um, those people are on those shows as well. And... We always say, uh, well, they're going to stay on for a extended amount of time because that's part of uh, what keeps the show interesting and what makes people continue to watch week after week. So, um, scripted, mm, don't necessarily know that, that a person like uh, Victoria would allow anybody to tell her what to, sh to say. But did they go and seek out the most over-the-top person that they could find and allow them to be themselves on the show? I could probably go for that. That's a perspective. Not mine, by the way. I think it's totally scripted. I think that Victoria was cast on the show uh, for the drama, as you mentioned, but um, that she was given direction on how that would go. I think that Matt knew that uh, there would be personalities like that on the show. And, and let's say for every season, there are that they have that type of personality, one or two on the show, which does keep the intensity up, keeps the drama up. Uh, but I'm just wondering, I don't know, I, I didn't have a chance to, to find the statistics on this, but um, Claire and Dale, for instance, off of The Bachelorette, are now not together. Um, and it makes me think that that whole two or three week episode with them was just to appease the climate that we're in, that it was not a real relationship and that someone, the producers or the executives of the show told them, this is what you're going to do. And then you have to stay together for a certain amount of time. And then you can, have a public breakup and go on about your business. That leads me to another show that you watch and I, by um, default, <laughs> have paid attention to, Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight is a show that, uh, for those that may not be familiar with it, it's a reality show where the experts, and I'm using air quotes here, but they do have credentials, um, pick mates uh, they match these individuals together based on scientific data and the first time that the couple sees each other is at the at the altar or at the uh, officiating uh, position for the wedding uh, they are they interview both of them 
get a lot of detail and data on them and then they uh, match them and then they get married and then they have a certain amount of time to figure out whether they want to stay married or get a divorce. What do you think about that? That is an interesting concept, but is it real? Yeah, so I'm actually watching an episode of or a season of Married at First Sight uh, right now. And um, just the what they're doing now is what's called the couple's couch. And weekly, they bring on previous seasons, couples who are married and now have children in many instances. Uh, so whether or not I believe it's real, well, I mean, the people are married for years and have kids. And for me, it's no different than uh, people who meet on Tinder or BlackPeopleMeet.com or um, whatever the current dating sites are, uh, you are going into something blindly. Now, I should not necessarily say it's no different, but the the beginning of it is is the same. You're going into something blindly. Now, they take a leap uh, where they miss the opportunities to, hey, meet me at the coffee shop and let me meet you. They meet the person at the altar for the first time. Nonetheless, uh, in many instances, uh, those those relationships do work. And if I could have an opportunity just to go back just for a second to Claire's relationship and whether or not I um, support the, um, or not even necessarily support, but I'm in agreement with that perspective. Uh, for me, Claire has been on several, several. She goes back to Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor. She's been mm, two, three, maybe four different seasons, whether it was The Bachelor, it was um, Bachelor in Paradise, and then finally she was The Bachelorette. And her personality, I mean, I've watched her. She has not changed over time. She is a non, no-nonsense, I'm-not-going-to-settle type person. And so for me to believe that all of a sudden that she, um, someone who has a child, who has been fighting for what is right for herself and her child, would allow a fran- franchise to dictate to her uh, what, how she should respond uh, in her opportunity to become the bachelorette, yeah, no, I can't support that. I doubt that. Just, just again, because I feel like, um, and this is partly when you look up like why people are watching reality shows, because they say that um, it gives us an opportunity to feel like we actually know the people. And so, from that perspective, I feel like I know Claire, and I could not um, see Claire allowing anybody to put her in a position uh, that that. Uh, minimizes her free will if you if you will well that is um we are obviously falling right into the hands of the producers because we are having an an entire episode about this um it's interesting enough to discuss and interesting enough for those that are listening to continue listening to so i think there's some merit to that um i just don't think that i think that the powers that be on these shows can have enough persuasion to cause these things to have a, a predicted or a defined in uh, outcome. Let's, let's move on. Or that's, that's, I guess we could debate that for a while. The thing is that I, who think 
that these things are scripted, still watch them, whether I think that they're scripted or not. They are entertaining to me. Sometimes they do get on my nerves, especially when they fall into stereotypes. Um, they can get a little bit um, on my nerves. But at any rate, what about um, let's go back to let's go back to Braxton family values. I am not a Tamar fan. I think that she's spoiled that as the baby of the family, she was catered to to a deficit almost. At any rate, she is an entertaining personality. The Braxton family values, for those that may not be familiar with it, uh, you have Tony Braxton, you got Tracy Braxton, um, Tawanda Braxton, and uh, Tamar Braxton. Trina. And Trina. I'm sorry, Trina, if you happen to hear this episode <laughs> and I left you out, it is not on purpose. <laughs> but, um, and then you have the mother uh, and the father. Uh, they also have a brother who has made appearances on the show. So, Braxton Family Values is more of a less traditional reality show, in my opinion, because it does um, follow the life of these sisters who are in the limelight, uh, and it 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 deals with their love slash not so much love relationship they've used people such as Iyanla Van Zant. uh did they use T.D. Jakes on one back a few they seasons did. back they did they used T.D. Jakes as a counselor uh to try to to mend some of their broken fences um is that real is that really how their relationship goes so what we what we do know if we um, are paying attention to what has recently happened to Tamar. Um, that really kind of supports your views. She has said over and over again that um, these, this, that the producers, the franchise, uh, We TV, is that what they're on? Um, I don't want to so call either. out the wrong station. We are Oprah, one of the two. Um, but station but uh she said over and over that they those franchise that franchise ruin ruined the relationship her that she had with her sisters now anybody who has sisters or sometimes even brothers know that people fight uh, but she has said over and over again that uh they were set up to um fight to bring out the worst um, in whatever situations that they were in. And and honestly, Tamar is not the only one who has said that. Um, right now, Nene Leakes is saying uh, something similar. But if you listen to Andy Cohen, who, oddly enough, has a different perspective now that he is uh, on the hot seat, but I won't get too far ahead of myself. If you just listen to what Andy Cohen has said over the years and his perspective when people have said that um, they feel like these networks are showing the worst of them, um, Andy Cohen has reminded each of them at the reunion shows that uh, we can only show what you give us. And so if you are not out there acting in that manner, 
then there would be nothing to show. So are we saying that um, professional, which in most instances on most shows, marriage to medicine, um, Braxton Family Values, um, uh, um, Bell Collective, Bell Collectors, uh, Candy Nail, what are they? Um, Housewives. Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, Potomac even Orange County um, let me not leave out uh, Caucasian type shows Vanderpump Rules well not so much Vanderpump Rules let me let them go but those other ones that I mentioned most of those people are professional uh, highly paid folks and so are we saying that for the sake of TV that these people are allowing these networks to jeopardize their means of income. Hey folks, let me take just a quick minute to thank our sponsors for Season 2. We have just the beginning event planners for all of your event planning needs. Leave the planning to them and enjoy a worry-free experience. For more information, contact 409-466-9826. We also have Miss Muzz Link Specialties. Now, folks, these are the best links in Boudin this side of heaven. All beef casing filled with seasoned ground brisket, homemade and delicious. You can contact Darren Raymond at 832-589-0709. We'll have phenomenal solutions. These folks are some excellent consultants who provide the skills that you need to enhance your personal and professional life. They specialize in resilience training, compassion fatigue, burnout, dynamic mindfulness, accessible yoga, processing circles, trauma-informed practices, and work-life balance. Lamonier Photography. For all of your photography and videography needs, we see the world through a different lens. You can reach us on the web at www.lamoniephotography.com. And finally, writeitout.tech for all your writing academic needs. You can reach us on the web at writeitout.tech. Thanks to our great sponsors. Let's get back to our episode. But are they jeopardizing or are they replacing? Because if they are highly paid, they are not poorly paid to be on reality yeah, TV. Yeah, so, so I, w- I did not mean highly paid reality TV because that's another conversation that is occurring right now. Minorities are not being paid anywhere near um, those. So, so if you looked at the income of reality, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta and Potomac and looked at the income of Real Housewives of um, New York and Orange County, they are not, all incomes are not created, which is not different from uh, those of us who walk into uh, the workplaces every day. Um, we know that we, uh, as females, African-American females, uh, have to be twice as smart and work twice as hard to get the same positions that we're qualified for, but then we still uh, don't get the pay. And that could be even against a African-American male. We can be, again, twice as smart of them as them and have twice as many um, letters or degrees behind our names and still uh, do not get equal pay to those people as though as those people. And so uh, when we consider that uh, the fact that the 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 pay that I was referencing uh, is that Candy makes her money from her many companies. Um, Candy is on. 
Housewives, Real Housewives of, of Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Uh, married to Medicine. You've got doctors and dentists and those people. Uh, so that that's what I'm really referencing is that when I say you know people who are making a dis- decent living, um, allowing uh, these shows to um, part you know possibly jeopardize because look at Ti and Tiny right now. So there's been some allegations against them and now their show is on hold and so it's not just ti and tiny but it's all of the people uh who they employed who were on the show who are not going to be paid uh and so unless you have a real job a day-to-day job a way to make money you have to make sure that you know where your money's coming from so when i said uh you know why allow these shows to put you in that type of jeopardy again i just want to keep um, going back to the fact that the council culture is real, and along with the re- the realness of the cancer cult cancer culture, I'd have to think that these networks are dangling. And I do understand. Let me preface it by saying I do understand that there's not equal pay for equal work. That is an issue that we have to settle in this country. Yeah, not even on the same show. Like Candy is the highest paid person on America's on um, Housewives of Atlanta. Like, and it's because of what she already brought to the table, if you will. And so it's it's no different. Again, like I said, then uh, if I went into a job interview and I have uh, seventeen years of educational experience, experience while someone else has fifteen years, just the way that the pay structure is set up then I would receive more money um, if I were to be offered the position. And so that same thing happens on reality shows. And I, I don't doubt that. I think that's probably accurate. I think I just think that these networks are dangling some significant amount of money in front of these individuals to get them to even agree to be on reality shows at first. Unless you just want to be on TV. Uh, if you're clout chasing yeah I mean because look what happens to those people who show up on TV they become because uh, one of the fastest growing lucrative um, types of um, jobs and income comes from social media so just the fact that you were on an episode even of any show opens up the possibility for many followers and so we're still talking about whether this is uh, scripted or not. Um, seems like when we think about different shows that there are different levels of scriptedness. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them may have a little more input from producers than the other shows. Uh, maybe in an, in an effort to create parity among the shows, they do have a balance of heavily scripted and very um little scripting yeah sure so so the only thing is is that so you're you're currently preparing for something that's scripted uh the people emailed you here is your script here's what we when you show up sir this is what we would like you to say and when i think of scripted that's what i think of um but do i think that uh, when candy and um you know, any other housewife uh, go to lunch. Did someone set that up that you all are going to meet for lunch on this day and we're going to film? Hmm, possibility. 
But do I think that they're sitting around memorizing lines to say on these shows? Mm, yeah, not so much. Uh, because they're not actresses like they yeah I, I cannot uh in good conscience you know sit here and say that i feel like any of these shows that i watch are scripted to the fact of you know somebody is sitting around running lines with one another in preparation uh for uh recording fair enough i will take that point of view and I will take an opposite stance. <laughs> I do think that they are actresses and actors in a certain sense. Um, but again, the different levels of it. Hey, what about, uh, tell me about this Bell Collective uh, show. What is that about? So, Bell Collective is just two, maybe three weeks in. And it, um, honestly, it it's the setting is Mississippi. Uh, and there are five stars or people starring on the show. Uh, I cannot tell you their names because I've not paid that much attention. It's kind of been one of those background noise shows, if you will. And uh, it looks like they are running the theme of a uh, women support each other kind of situation and revitalizing the community kind of situation. And we are bosses and this is what we can do uh, so that we can all work together. Uh, so one lady has had several Southern style brunches. Uh, each show, each episode, she's had a brunch where she's bringing all the ladies in and, and her goal for bringing them together is to talk to them about her dream to revitalize a street that is very popular or that was very popular for African-Americans uh, back in the day in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, that was the Mecca. That street was the Mecca for black people. She's shown, the show has taken the liberty of showing several photos of that street uh, just vibrant and filled. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans and uh, like I cannot think of Bill Street out in, in Mississippi. Uh, so not just pubs and bars, but uh, actual shops and places for uh, African Americans to gather and do their their um, trading, if you will, and, and buying their goods and, and offering their services. Okay, okay. So that's, I haven't paid that much attention to the new show, um, but I did hear it on the television. Um, and Ready for Love, Ready for Love. That's an interesting show. It is somewhat similar to the Bachelor Bachelor franchise, I'd imagine. Um, they have men and women on the show who come together and they are basically, for lack of a better term, interviewing each other to see, um, or feeling each other out just to see where the chemistry lies and who's going to be coupled up. But they do uh, vote each other off alternating weeks, if I uh, recall that correctly. So, um, again, similar personalities to some of the other shows. Um, but this is an all-African-American cast who um, they, they go through the dynamics of getting to know one another. Um, this one seems a lot less scripted to me. Is it because your homeboy's on there? <laughs> I, I do know someone who is on the show from the Houston area. 
but I don't think that's the reason. I just think that this this show seems a little more genuine, a little more authentic. Um, perhaps they haven't gotten to the point where they have to have the producers to um, to dictate in any kind of way how things are going to end up. But um, all of these reality shows are very interesting from the perspective that they they show different personalities and they show the dynamics that relationships have um, and we get to, to see whether they're going to um, link up together or go their separate ways um, I just think it's entertaining I don't put a lot of stock in it uh, but it's entertaining it does pass an evening for sure um, now I gotta go back to one of my all-time favorites, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, the flagship of wretchedness in my mind with the good guy, Stevie J and uh, the main character, I'm going to say, in Stevie J's life um, are the most popular, maybe uh, outside of his uh, daughter's mother uh, was Jocelyn Jocelyn Hernandez the Puerto Rican princess the Puerto Rican princess Jocelyn Hernandez I just don't know how real that is man can you imagine Jocelyn trying to like memorize a script Jocelyn in a straight hood like what you see is what you get and if you if you follow Jocelyn on Instagram like I do every day Jocelyn is naked and and and, and twerking. Like there is nothing about what Jocelyn did on that sh- on those shows that was scripted. She gave you who she is. But were they really married? Oh, I'm not sure about that part of it. Yeah, so I I don't know. I've not I've not gone that deep into it. It's like I don't care enough to go find out if they actually were married or not. Um, I've not seen anything that said that they uh, that Stevie J had to get a divorce prior to marrying uh, Faith Evans. But hey, who knows? Like, yeah, I don't care. But I, you, I know Jocelyn is just like, yeah, she's hood. Like, what you see is what you get. And you mentioned Faith Evans. That's another interesting dynamic. When they bring in some well-known names into these uh, episodes, um, and I just don't know. Like, it's not into the episode. The people are married. Like, they've been married for years now. Faith and the good guy... Or a couple. <laughs> like, it's real. Until I see the document. Oh, my God. Just go look <laughs> on Instagram. Like, they live their life together on a daily basis. Well, the good guys, Stevie J and Faith, just, I don't know. But stranger things have happened. They dated back in the gap. Like, don't, like, move move the, the um, reality TV out of the picture and just realize that this is... A couple that's rekindling, and you know what it is to rekindle. Hmm. But they don't ignore me. They, um, it's interesting. Maybe in my mind, they were always going to, they were a couple probably while, while he was going through some of these antics with some of the other characters on the show. And then they knew some seasons later that they were going to bring her on to the show and let them have more of an authentic relationship to put a little balance in the show's life. What's the guy's name that owns the Cowboy Stadium? 
Jared Jones? Yeah, and he paid for the Super Bowl. He paid for the Super Bowl? Yeah, so, I mean, it's the same type of conspiracy theory. Hey, if we're talking conspiracy theories, there it is. Jerry Jones paid his way to the Super Bowl. Well, he hadn't paid enough. Evidently. Not, huh? Okay. <laughs> Maybe uh, Tom Brady is paying his Get way to Brady the Super Bowl. Hey, New England rocks. <laughs> He's gone though from New England. Yeah, he's at Tampa. Rock. He's they at Tampa rock. Bay. That's Tampa still East Bay. Coast. East Coast rocks. All right, so we haven't settled anything, but we've talked about and we know different we perspectives because that's the beauty of people a lot being allowed to have their own perspective. Like it, the point is not to to settle as much as it is to make sure that uh, we give you know an opportunity for everyone's perspective to be heard. Uh, and for me, again, I honestly, when it gets down to like the brass tacks of it, like the old people would say, like I, I could care less because it is background noise. It gives me an opportunity to just decompress. Like I started watching this stuff really heavily uh, when I was working 80 hours a week. And this was just an opportunity for me to spend my time not thinking not doing anything that required brain power. Like, and what better thing to do than to watch people on TV act in a way that you want to make sure that you never act? Well, that is definitely something I would agree with because they can be pretty ratchet from time to time. But hey, go get your coins, make your dollars, get your cash, do what you got to do. Um, I won't be in any reality TV shows anytime soon. Y'all call me. Hey, I'm ready. Call me. <laughs> She'll be on it by herself. That's okay. Call your girl. <laughs> don't call. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, folks. I don't know. You know, this is what we have. This is what we wanted to talk about a little bit. Um, Ratchet TV. I don't know if you think it's reality or whether you think it's scripted or whether you think nothing of it at all. But probably after this episode, you might go and look up a few of these these franchises and watch a few episodes and find yourself binging to catch up on some of these seasons of these reality TV shows. Um, if you are going to catch up on something, I'd say catch up on American Idol, catch up on The Voice, catch up on Sunday Best, man. Here's some good singing, something that's going to give you some hope some some encouragement but if you need some ratchetness in your life go ahead and watch some older seasons of love and hip hop Atlanta oh my god all of this stuff is so biased <laughs> Jeez, you might even want to watch a little love and hip hop Hollywood Jeez. there's some tiny and Toya episodes out there for you some T.I. and tiny if you really want to go back you can go back to Basketball Wives and see what Shawnee O'Neal, Tammy Rowan, Evelyn Lozada, and the crew are doing. Uh, there's Married at First Sight, Braxton Family Values, Bell Collective, Ready for Love. There is the... Love and Marriage Huntsville. That's Love and Marriage Huntsville. Hey, before we go... It's time to go. We're going to go. But what <laughs> about these preacher shows? Yeah, well... The, what was it? The Real Preachers of L.A.? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not to touch that. I'm well, watching a show right now called The Rev, though. So, it's pretty funny. That's all I have to say about that. 
Well, that's some reality shows that I think are still ratchet. These real preachers of L.A., real preachers of, where were they, Detroit. Um, Interesting how they allow themselves to be depicted on these shows. Yeah, we took the opportunity to visit one of their churches, so it's serving their purposes. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that um, that that is the end all to be all on these <laughs> on these reality shows. But hey, it is what it is. Um, we'll be back at you with some things maybe that are a little more educational. Whatever reality TV is educational. If you have an opinion. Uh, that you would like to share with us we would love to hear from you because we can always have a part three i mean i can never ever get tired of talking about reality tv because it is my saturday life yeah that is my opportunity to relax decompress and just watch nothing or listen to nothing that's what i do um unless i have something real to do on saturdays like hanging out with my babies i am in there uh, spending the majority of that of the morning uh, decompressing with some reality TVs, watching my recorded shows. And so we'd love to hear from you. Send us your reviews. Send us your questions. Send us your recommendations. If you have some reality shows that we have not had an opportunity to discuss or watch um, in other countries, hey, those of our, our family that's out there in um, across the waters, let us know what you guys are watching. We know that Bachelor... The Bachelor is a franchise that has gone out of the United States. And They're in New Zealand now, I think. And how about uh, Idol? Isn't the Idol? American Idol Idol? is in the UK, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so we want to hear from y'all. X Factor is in the UK somewhere. Yeah, we are world travelers, so we want to hear from you guys. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of what we had to talk about. We'll be back at you with another episode coming very soon. And as she said, make sure you share these episodes. Make sure you give us some good feedback. Go on Apple Podcast or Spotify and give us a good five-star rating. Get yeah, five-star. If you're going to go lower than five-star, just hold on to that. We'll <laughs> send me an inbox or something, an email, and uh, we'll get you up to the five-star position. And then you can go and give your five-star rating. Five stars. That's what we're looking for. One, two, three, four, five. Number five. Top of the line. (laughs) Hey, thanks again taking your time out um, to listen to us. And we'll catch you on the next time. Everybody, be blessed. We're out. Peace. Hey folks, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the DadCast Podcast. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. Please remember to share, follow, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. If you'd like to contact us, please do so by sending us an email to comments at dadcastpodcast.com or send us a message on social media at Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Until next time, be blessed. I'm out.